dreams do come true, and our next film proves it. Damien Chazelle had a script, so we decided to make an 18-minute short about it in hopes for turning it into a feature film. And in the process, he took it to Park City for Sundance Film Festival. Exactly one year later, he was back with another movie about the same characters. But this time, it was a 105-minute feature film. The film is called Whiplash. Andrew Newman is an inspiring jazz drummer who dreams of being the best in the world. Terrence Fletcher, an unorthodox teacher, discovers Andrew, and he recruits him to his jazz ensemble, which then changes the young drummer's life. The tagline, the road to greatness can take you to the edge. That is exactly what this film will do. Welcome to Adult Beverage Podcast, where we will be talking films, new and old. He's looking at you, kid. Think the fly thing. Did we just become best friends? Yep. As well as anything else in the entertainment world, while enjoying an adult beverage in hand. So today's hosts are... Laura Truman. Hello. And Patrick Keenan. Good day. And a guest today that we're bringing on is a special one. Um, you know, you can't do this movie Whiplash without bringing the squeaker on. So, hello. <laughs> I am squeaker. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Know your place. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't talk over us. Um, that's Don't the even key. Look at us. Yes. Don't, matter of uh, fact, turn and look down. the other direction. Yeah. Um, everybody <laughs> loves this movie, right? I mean, Whiplash. I mean, it's, it's good. War- it's good. It's yeah. very good. It's yeah. good. Yes. It is good in the top 10 favorite movies of all time for me. Mm. How many times wow, wow. a I've seen month? It probably about, oh, a month? Do you watch it? It's about it? twice a month. But I've it? probably seen it about 40 times now. 40 times. Yes. Tell, t- uh, tell us, Patrick, you know, what's, what's the thing about this that makes, that sets off to you? That's- One thing is I find something new about it each time I watch it still. There's stuff I go, oh, wow, I had no idea about that. But uh, I think the ending of it, I mean, it left me, the first time I saw it was in a theater and I was on the edge of my seat. Literally, it sounds like I'm saying that, but I really was on the edge of my seat. It, how do you make music that I amazing and visually you said stimulating? That when we, we decided we were going to watch it, you said mm-hmm. that you were <laughs> on the edge of your seat and I found myself at home. On the edge of my seat. It's such a trauma. Trauma. And like their relationship, <laughs> which I think is open to uh, different interpretations, but I love it more each time I see it, that that really bizarre, intricate relationship between them. We'll see what you guys think about I mean, And it parallels that story they tell over and over, the Charlie Parker story. Right, which actually I mean, is not factually correct. Yeah, I mean, it's close. It's, 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 kind of it's close. close. It's close. But What, uh, what did he throw? He threw a, a symbol on the floor, didn't he? I think I don't think he threw it. Yeah, it, was, it just it kind of dropped it on the floor, maybe. and it wasn't something like where the next day Charlie Parker went back to practice. He <laughs> he waited like three weeks before he hit drums again and stuff. But that doesn't make for an exciting movie story, no. does it? Now, yeah. could that also be that he knew that Fletcher knew that, and he built up that story to make it mean more, possibly <laughs> to meet his objective. Which is to, uh, if you take him at his word, is to find the next musical, you know, god. Why is he not the next musical god? Some people like to be the man behind the man. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you don't get much of his background, really. No. No, you no. don't. No, you they really don't. That's, I want they they actually, they cut a lot of those scenes out, uh, that they had planned to have in there. But well, uh, I, They filmed his apartment right. scene, and that's the only one I know they definitely cut. And that I can't remember who recommended it. It was another director went, get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Besides that scene, uh, Neiman is in every scene in the movie. So I think it was I think it was a smart move to cut call. cut because I, it honestly didn't build anything to the character. Uh, it didn't add anything, and I actually like the fact that there's this mystery behind him that he brings a sort of a persona with him, like that he's something more than just a, an instructor. You know, and he and, he, and we see yeah. that later mm-hmm. in the movie as it comes in, comes around. You know, where he's performing. Um, he he has this incredible intensity that sort of either gets under your skin or you love him. I mean, it's that Bobby Knight basketball syndrome of, you know, this guy's your coach and you're behind him or you hate him. What did everybody... And actually, yeah, I think it is. You can hate him and still go like, oh yeah, he's he's Arlie Ermey and what is it? Full Metal Jacket. He's like a a drill sergeant for uh, musicians because those kids kids are scared of him. Right. Yeah, mine tends to come in waves. Like I hate him for parts of the Wouldn't movie, and then kind of start feeling for him and, and knowing why he's doing it. But I, I, I think I probably hate him more than than like him throughout. And that's why I think the end of the movie is so big is that all of a sudden you're like, I, I, I kind of understand now where he was coming from. What his his objective obviously is to make the next musical prodigy. And uh, Neiman's he even says he wants to be the next. Yeah, and know. he's willing to sacrifice everything, everything. But was he before he met um, Fletcher? That's a that's a you know that that drive inside. Okay, it's there, and and an instructor has brought it out. It's it's like being an athlete, and you want to be the best. But until someone really points it out, that you know the difference between Michael Jordan and the guy that's the twelfth man on the end of the bench is this much. And if you want to be that, you've got to express it and go for him. I grew up with a, you know, my dad was that, that kind of coach pushing us always. And, you know, he was this, he was Fletcher. He was, that's my, my dad. And when it came to sports, you know, 110%. Does that affect the character that we see on the screen? Absolutely. Well, glad you could fit us into your busy schedule, darling. I know. Look, I'm sorry I'm late, but uh, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Holly's playing the part. Yeah, like fucking hell, he's playing my part. What the fuck did you just say to me? It's my part. It's my part, and I decide who to lend it to. Usually it's somebody that has fucking sticks. I left him in the car. I'll be right back. Take me five minutes. I'm warming up the band now. Look, I can use Ryan's sticks. It's Neiman, you lost the fucking part. No, I didn't. Look, you can't fucking do this to Can't? Me. Yeah. When did you become a fucking expert on what I can or cannot do, you fucking weepy willow shit sack? I earned that part. You never earned anything. It- God, you are a self-righteous prick. The only reason you're a fucking core is because you misplaced a folder. The only reason you're in studio band to begin with is because I told you exactly what I'd be asking for in Nassau. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, I'm in studio band because I'm the hey, best player. Hey, why don't you player. just back hey, off, bro? Fuck off, Johnny Utah. Turn my pages, bitch. Hey, I can cut you any fucking time I want. You would have cut me by now. Try me, you fucking weasel. First of all, 
let's talk about we have a whiplash cocktail yes. which oh, is yeah, yeah. fucking disgusting yeah, it's <laughs> not, how do you it's like good. it uh, well <laughs> I've, exactly. I, all of you guys have tried it I was like waiting for your uh, I hated verdicts. it so much I finished it what because I want it gone <laughs> from me our audio engineer uh, actually made this for us um, so yeah. we've got to thank you know, Jonathan Bedford for that and, thanks uh, a lot thanks for nothing Jonathan yes but besides the besides the cocktail drink what are we eating what are we eating? Oh, here? we're eating um, popcorn with raisinets in it. Like in the movie. Yeah. Now, why is it important? What does Andrew like raisinets? No. What no. does he do? He eats around he them. He eats around them. Yeah. Uh, what else do you know about Andrew's character pre Fletcher? Uh, does he have a girlfriend pre Fletcher? No. He does not have a girlfriend. Does he, look people, does he look people in the eyes no. when he talks? No, no, he doesn't no. look people in the eyes. So Fletcher has this, despite the fact that Fletcher's a douche. Uh, Magnus, he affects uh, Neiman to the point where he starts standing up for himself because he comes from a he, – he's got a single dad. His mom left. His dad even says in the movie, you know I would do anything for you. So he's probably coddled. Mm-hmm. So uh, – Which there's – you know, there's something to be Neiman's, said for the good things that this kind of – Right. Behavior well, this, brings I out. Mean, you know, I, but looking at it on the surface, the line? That's, that that's line. what you have to. Well, I thought that it was an interesting parallel that his dad was totally supportive, but didn't really understand the music. Whereas Fletcher was really hard, but like knew. You know, music was his thing. Mm-hmm. They were almost polar opposites. Well, yeah. even like you know, his dad in the uh, when he's in the uh, theater and the guy comes and hits him with a bag of popcorn. He's very passive. Uh, you know, he's very like, I'm not going to rock the boat on says, anything, which sorry. I think that's right. When yeah. the guy hits him in the head, which I think is real interesting that he's the one that later on steps up and kind of forces the play of, of the, uh, uh verdict, if you will, um, that's put on Fletcher there. So, and it builds as you go along, uh, seeing Neiman chase, he asks the girl out. I can't remember her name. Uh, Nicole. Is that the character's name? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the character's name. She's Supergirl now. Yeah, Kara. Uh, Benoist, Benoist, something no, like that. Supergirl. <laughs> Melissa Benoist. Yes. Benoist. Well, I'm getting. You, you were so close. Nice yeah. job, Squeaker. I can take your pronunciation because I can't say that. Supergirl. We got a Squeaker here. We got a Squeaker. <laughs> I'm gonna sit the next couple minutes. Thanks. Good. Uh, the usual? Uh, no. Look, I don't really know how. I see in here a lot, and I think that you're. Really pretty, and would you want to go out with me? Ever? Please go away. Oh my Please god, go I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just messing You're... with you. I'm messing what? with you. Oh my god. So we asked out a girl when they have the, the family dinner with Uncle Frank, Chris Mulkey, who had disappeared for years. It was good to see him again showing up and stuff like this in The Purge. I don't know if they're related anyhow, but uh, he stands up for himself and he's like, your fucking kids play douche football and you're like yeah, celebrating them. Yeah. It's really good. And he's scene. like, you don't understand. I'm in studio. I'm in Terrence Fletcher's, you know, studio. I'm in Schaefer Conservatory of Music, which doesn't exist. I'm in their studio band and it's very prestigious. Yeah, no. And so he starts standing up for himself and then. Even Neiman a little bit later starts becoming a little bit of a douche with, you know, you oh, flip yeah. my pages, Johnny, Utah, you bitch oh, right. type yeah. of stuff. Uh, it's definitely they affect each other. Uh, well, I yeah. kind of thought about that. Like, do you think he was the first person to ever go at Fletcher like that? 
because every every other musician and student you see in that movie just kind of takes it and is scared of him. Do you think anyone else like I maybe the other kid that they no brought one up? one had attacked him before. Yeah, the, um, Sean. Sean. Sean Casey. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think he, he might was, have had that relationship? But he, you have to wonder because Sean Casey, you find out, kills himself despite what Fletcher says. And right. Oh, he died in a car accident. And he did that whole performance of being all weepy and stuff like that. And the kid killed himself. Yeah. And it wasn't even the day before. It was like, you know, weeks earlier. So it's just kind of like strange that i i can't justify everything fletcher does except he even comes out and says what his motive is i i I fucking tried i was trying to find the next charlie parker i fucking tried and you go okay so he kind of laid out his entire objective right there and we already know neiman's objective is to become the next big thing Mm -hmm. in music so that whatever their relationship is if it's parasitic if it's balance or something it's uh the end of that movie celebrates it. It's so exciting. And yeah. it amazes me that people don't understand the ending because he got he finishes his solo and uh Neven's got that big smile on his face, and they don't show Fletcher's full face, they show his eyes. But anyone who's seen a human being smile knows that he smiles mm-hmm. and he is fulfilled at that moment. And then it does the what is it, the fanfare of the song oh. to wrap it up. And it's I get chills. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing about this this movie that there's so many things that are tied back to the audio part of this movie. You can watch this movie. I watched it one time, and it's something I like to do. is I, I like to watch it first, just take in everything that's going on, and then I like to come back to it again and watch it for more technical aspects of uh, right. the, the, the filmmaking production aspects of it. Then I like to like listen to it and not even watch it, have it in the background playing, you know, or you know, have it on your iPod and you're watching it, whatever it might be. You're listening to it, and then you have an iPod. Yeah, okay. still do. <laughs> actually, <laughs> believe it or not, okay. I have. Sorry, a didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, uh, I still have a Zoom. You're the one person that still. Has it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have it and I still use it in my car. I'm a big fan of rewatching. <laughs> I watch movies that I love over and over again, but I also do this with movies I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. I will go. Well, maybe it was the mood I was in, so I'll go back and watch. What's it again. a movie you fucking hate? Um, Cloverfield. Okay. I've seen it six Fair. times. I fucking hate it every time I, think, I see it. you know, it. you don't have to see it again. The I great part, I was... I want to understand. <laughs> I want to know why people like this. I, don't don't do I was it. I was in New York City when they were filming that, so uh, and actually walked across the set. Um, so that was uh, one of those things sorry. where you go, oops, sorry, what are y'all <laughs> filming? Clever film. Oh, real. And I was like, what is this? You know, They're like, ah, it's... You, I just you have friends understand. who love that movie, and we go back and forth, because I'm like, oh, it's a great monster movie. Movie. I would have mm-hmm. liked to have seen the monster, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But um, I will go back and watch the movies I hate. But uh, movies I really like, I will watch something like this uh, or Inception. Both of those are big on my list of rewatch and catch more and more each time, and it just makes makes it more of a complete. You, you always think you watch a movie and that's it. You just go, oh, I liked it, and eh, didn't like it. No, you have to watch it, it like 50 times to be sure. And well, Ken can talk about the editing in this. And, yeah, and, uh, and the editing is the phenomenal. Technical. I mean, it, it, well, first of all, it won, it won an Oscar for the editing. And, and that part, if you watch the cuts in the way it's done, I, I tell you, even the start of this film, I loved. Yeah, I did too. completely loved the way you start a film in this solid black. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you, the music's playing and you're being brought in, all, you know, audibly 
into the story right from the very beginning. And then they cut and you're in this little hallway that's looking down at him, playing the drums in the distance and the cameras, you know, dollying down the track. And that part really brings you into, you know, his character. Mm -hmm. I mean, you instantly want to know who this kid is, what he's about. And then that first scene is fabulous. When, when Fletcher walks in and they have this great dialogue popping back and forth I mean, what did you think when he left the room? Dick. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's such a dick. He's like, did I say stop playing? And, and so he starts yeah. playing. He's like, did I say stop playing? It's all a master game of manipulation. And it's so well done. The yeah. acting is so well done that there. I was reading there was like a goof there with uh, Fletcher's jacket is like on the hook, off the hook. On, like it was, it was in and out like. All right, props or wardrobe or whoever, probably yeah. props. Screwed that up, but I didn't notice yeah, that. Nobody noticed. You, you're introduced into to Neiman's uh, world, which is really just drums, drums, and going to the movies with Dad. Yeah, he's uh, pretty one dimensional. Kind of like we are. Well, yeah, you know. we're all no. podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> one dimensional. So that's it. I'm less than one dimension. <laughs> I owe dimensions. Uh, and well, and if you're listening thing. to this, you're probably in the third dimension right about now. Probably. You know? Four. No, that's the fourth dimension. Four. Forty. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the Twilight Zone is. Um, and what's exciting about the movie also is talking about their relationship and however it is when it's ripped apart, when Neiman's out of the school or out of the conservatory and Fletcher also is, what is Neiman doing for – isn't he working like in a deli? Like before he goes to the jazz club and sees Fletcher – his name on the on the erase board there. He does and, have just like a normal job. Yeah. But I don't remember them anything about that until after Oh no, yeah. No, all he of a didn't sudden have that it's job. like, oh, well, now that he doesn't have music. Right. He's working in the deli. <laughs> right. Well, nobody likes that, so hopefully he walks by that jazz club that he Fletcher's loves playing sandwiches. At. Well, who doesn't? Well, Come you. on. Hey, Come on. on. He's a good Sandwich Jewish boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people don't realize that this movie was first a short. Uh, I went to Sundance and it actually won, uh, I'm not sure which award. Somebody want to tell me on the that one? The jury award. Right. Uh, but um, actually, it w well, this is the weird thing. Before it was... It was a feature script first. Right. And they couldn't, Damien Chazelle could not get the money to make the feature. Which happens all the time. Right. I mean, you know, so, and, and so you come back and say, let's show you a little a sizzle reel yeah, exactly. that turns into a short. Which was how long? What do you think? It was like 17, 18 It was 18 minutes, minutes 18 to be minutes, exact. Uh-huh. Uh, with, uh, you've got uh, J.K. Simmons obviously playing that role because that's how you're going to sell the, the thing in the first place. And you've got Jimmy, Jimmy Simmons. Uh, who's not related to J.K. Simmons is playing the Neiman role, and the only other repeat person is uh, oh well, Carl well, the drummer the, and the fat kid, and the, who, that's uh, right, who Elmer. isn't yes. playing Elmer, Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Elmer Fudd. Yeah. What are you looking exactly. down at? Is there a Mars <laughs> bar down there? It's amazing how the dialogue they use a lot of the dialogue. One of the dialogue changes between the short and the feature that freaked me out is we were making fun of it with a I'm upset. I'm upset. In the short, it's. I am upset. And he has to say it. I am upset. I am upset. And it's the same thing. But it just sounds it sounds so much better. I'm upset. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting how J.K. Simmons took his acting ability to the next level in the second in the in the full feature. I thought he mm -hmm. was good in the in the short, but his character was not like this overpower, you know, like overpowering. 
uh, almost like tyrant uh, yeah, that he became. Dick. He's like a he, dick he, for he's, sure. Without a doubt. He, he steps up that level and he becomes so much more intense. Now, I realize... You know, one of the things about this is, uh, is when they were fil- filming it. You know, they they had three days. They shot the short in, and and they shot the. They thought they were getting a lot of time to make the the feature after they got the money, and they had twenty days to make that. So, yeah. you know, uh, you know, three days to shoot one scene in a band room doesn't. It's not a problem. You know, you could make a movie. Right. You know, a short movie in that. I think it was actually nineteen days. A nineteen yeah, day shoot, 19. right? Which Ooh. is insane. Any of us who know anything about the business, that's pretty friggin' insane. Especially when you make something as awesome as this, right? Yeah. Uh, now but it you, is contained in its its locations. It, I guess it, exactly. Like, you had that car car crash, yeah. which could oh. give someone whiplash, Ooh. right? Yeah. And Miles Teller. Went to, so Schaefer Academy or Schaefer Conservatory is an imaginary school, but it's uh, based on Juilliard, as far as we can tell, which is where Miles Teller went to school oh. and had an accident. Oh, oh. oh damn! Tell us more. That's all I got on that. I, mean, I don't know. That was enough. <laughs> yes, that accident was pretty crazy in the movie too. That was well done. It was, yeah, it was, it was well done, and it was the perfect timing, and the whole intensity of it uh, just adds to that much more excitement. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure I would, you know, if I was J.K. Simmons, I would have said, "Hey, man, here's a guy that's you know bleeding all over the place. I'm gonna let him get on the drums." Yeah. Little but unrealistic just, in that side of it. Just took his place, didn't he? Just kick Connolly off. Yeah, yeah. and just kind of Connolly's just like. Because what you can do is start fighting on the stage, so he just right. kind of yeah. lets him have it, and then uh, on me? and then you've got uh, Fletcher kind of looks at him and is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what else happened? What what other exciting little tidbits do we have from that? Oh, J.K. Simmons broke a few ribs. Oh yeah, being uh, tackled when, on stage. Yeah, when he got tackled yeah. on stage and just went on. Uh, with because the scene he's to get. a trooper. Because he had 19 days. <laughs> I mean, as fit as he is, he must have been tackled pretty hard. He, well, I don't ever remember him being that fit before. Mm. I mean, he was well, like even, Jonah even, Jameson, He's like in muscle mags and fitness mags and stuff. He's wow. got like, yeah, because I looked it up today. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you have old copies? She was looking for the nude, nude pictures of him. She has pinups on her wall of J.K. Simmons like, <laughs> flexing guys, oh in his, his G-string, whatever they call them. <laughs> Um, Flexing outfits. <laughs> did you even notice between the first, uh, his his first one and his second one, what a difference he looked? You know, between the the short, he had yeah. pumped up so much more for that, and I think that added that oh, little yeah. extra intensity to it because his you were like, I don't even want to mess with out. this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. he's hulking out of that shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's totally hulking out. He is. He's very uh, intimidating. And look, that big vein. Hey, on but his just head. looking at his face is intimidating. Oof. So yeah, it is. I think I'd be. <laughs> but it also has so many nice like folds and softness to it, like because he was Juno's dad. He was Juno's dad. He was dad. Juno's dad, and He's he was done so a, sweet. What was Juno's great uh, about him winning the Oscar for this was that he is. He's done so many indie films. Juno is actually a big indie film. Mm-hmm. I've seen him do indie films that I might be one of 100 people who've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the music, I think, is one that he did with Lou Taylor Pucci. Uh, Lou Taylor Pucci's got a brain damage, and the only thing that brings him back to some sort of conscious state is music, and J.K. Simmons plays the dad. It's fucking awesome. That's you should check it. Cool. If you can find it anywhere, probably VizArt. I can check probably it out. find that, yes. Plug Shout for VizArt. Shout out, VizArt, yeah. <laughs> Neiman. 
You weren't a part. Alternate, you want to clean the blood off my drum set? Let's talk about some of the other movies that he's done. La La Land. Is anybody a fan of that movie? Or I did not see it. I did not either. I, I saw it. It's a, a fan good of movie. Gosling. It's just not my movie. It didn't touch me. I, at the I thought the ending was <laughs> depressing. Didn't, didn't touch me. me. I didn't touch myself it, during it the movie. It didn't touch me uh, inappropriately. Or so. and that's the number one rule. <laughs> Hashtag me too. <laughs> um, it was just. Uh, but I'm also, which is weird because I'm not a musical person, but I would also have said before Whiplash, I don't give a shit about big bands and jazz. And by the end of this, I'm like, you know, I'm like, big bands and jazz. this is awesome. <laughs> well, I didn't go out and buy a bunch. I didn't go to Starbucks and buy that garbage. Uh, <laughs> oh, I guess it's free anyway. Isn't it? uh, but this this movie made uh, music exciting, at least a, a type of music that I'm not interested in. La La Land was a little rough for me because I do pick on the musical genre. And there's that scene in La La Land towards the beginning where it's like, oh, it's a tense, you know, bumper to bumper traffic. And these jackasses get out of their car and start doing a dance number and singing <laughs> to it. And I'm like, no, there's got to be a gun involved. Uh, police are going to be called. Back in your the car. police wouldn't even be able to get there. So it'd be a, a police copter. <laughs> Flying in, trying to bust some people. So Singing uh, in the Rain not is not one of your favorite movies. No, I'm sorry. Of that. I apologize. It probably couldn't have happened. My apologies to all the, the yeah. listeners. I, uh, I'm i not a big musical person. <laughs> I did like Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, that's mm. one of my favorites. I like there that one. I like weird. Uh, I look more of the rock opera Yeah, you like Tommy? Thing. Tommy's okay. Tommy's good. Yeah. Tommy's Rocky good. Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror is I can, Yeah. Rocky Horror good. Yeah. That's a really good one. But you try to get me to watch that, uh, what is it, Sound of Music, where she makes the kids. That's what we're watching for next time. Mm. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, so we sorry. decided that. make those, those oh, I watch that every sing day, to so. Nazis? Yep. Oh, fucking A. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be uh, yes. <laughs> a rough one. We are just kidding about that. No, that's not true at all. Because now we know that there's only going to be like two people listening, my my grandparents. I'm sorry, come back. My mother (laughs) and my aunt. And Julie Andrews. And and Julie Andrews. My last three, actually. Okay, wait, maybe we will do this. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know... uh, what did you want to talk about next? I know Squeaker wants to talk about the ending. Let's talk about it. Can I just say something first? I'd... No, that's not going to happen. So, but back to the end. Yeah. Not quite my tempo. <laughs> no, I, I was curious yeah. if there's a reason why there are no women in his band. Women are weak and can't play music. It seemed that there Shut were up. there were women at the school. There were. We at did least learn that yeah. in the JV band. There was. And what woman. did they do? They made fun of. He goes, "Are you here because you're good, or you just look? You know, you just look good." She goes, "All right." It was one scene in particular when. I think it was right before they were going on to on that on the uh, competition. He sees a friend with his little girl in the hallway. Yes, yeah, and he's being really Fletcher. nice. Like this is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah Fletcher. And you're going to come is, join right. my band. And he said, "You're going to come join my band when you grow up." And I, that's what made It'd me be think. Be the first girl. Have there been well, any now, others? That's not true. I think there is a girl featured in the band. I think she's in the second row. Good God, I'm going to go watch it again. The right hand side, if they're all together. I think. She, I, what is she I, uh, playing? Maybe a trumpet. Really? Maybe a trumpet, but she's got dark hair. The girl you're talking about, I remember, had blonde hair, and she was cute. Yes, um, but, but she but did girl, really not play very well. Hang on, no. let's see if we can find her. Yeah, she's in there somewhere, probably. Right. Well, that's, that's where you got to go <laughs> review the movie. All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, I was saying, like, do you think that? I thought we were coming yes. up to is it. Is it his mm-hmm. reputation that has just uh, that made? 
women. I certainly not wouldn't want to, want to take that. Yeah, like is it just too much? I just you know. accepted that there's that's still the JV scene. The uh, JV scene because yeah, that actor, really, the, uh, the actor who's the con- the normal conductor for the JV thing, I love him. He was on the newsroom. He, he shows up every once in a while on different projects. Fantastic New York actor. Uh, I just assumed that it was not a very female centric yeah. film because even um, the girlfriend has what ten minutes of time through the whole movie, and she's in what three scenes? And yeah, it doesn't yeah. play a big role. So I, I don't know. But what I like that, means, that scene. But... I think it's a great way of setting up, you know, from a screenwriter's uh, perspective. It's a great way of setting the story of who he is. You know, uh, you know his his pickup. I love the scene where he's ex ex her out on a date, mm-hmm. you know, and so at the theater, awkward. and um... it's like you know she sort of rejects him, and then says, "I'm just kidding," kind of like you know, come yeah, on. That was a good yeah. scene. That's that a, a really scene. good yeah. scene. And then you know this sort of you know there's scenes as it move on the advancement of that, and then you you realize that it shows what he is as a character. Yes, that he's yes. really only thinking about himself. He's not right. you know, and that gives you, which is you know, usually if you don't care about somebody, you don't want to watch this movie. But in this case, you know, here's a character that's your lead actor, and you sort of. Don't sympathize with him, but you no. you feel for him a little bit because he's getting abused, and 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 I think that this movie came out at a time when you know abuse and all this bullying was such a big thing, and I think that helped it in the in the awards uh, aspect. But if it wasn't for that, would you care for who he is? And I think that some when some people don't like this movie, I could see that would be the reason you don't you don't have, you don't you can't get behind the main character, right? He's not like, he's not necessarily likable. Yeah, no, he's not right. likable. Right. <laughs> Even when they're with that date that they go on to the pizza place, it's not fun. No, it's boring. No, and he's talking about he's listening to the music that's playing, going yeah, like, and she does nah, nah, not nah, give nah, two nah. shits about yeah. that. <laughs> right, and he's kind of like you know. So what do you go to school for? Where she go to Fordham? And, yeah, for yeah. you know, uh, she hadn't decided a real school, yet, and she hadn't decided, and he almost seems judgmental about yeah. that. Totally, and, uh, totally judgmental. Kind of like, listen, I felt that. I felt that. Yeah, it was, It cut me a little bit in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting yeah. before <laughs> the ending when he called her to see if she wanted to come to the performance, mm-hmm. and at that point, I was like, I almost even forgot about her as a character. Yes. But that, I think that kind of is what it was supposed to do. Like, he almost did, too. Like, yeah. she didn't really mean all that much to him. No, she represented something right. he was supposed to want, but did he that really want it? That was him stepping it? out of his box and getting something that right. he didn't have before. But then I still, at the same time... Kind of like raisinets, you know, getting the, out of the just box. Just around yeah. the <laughs> Into the popcorn. Yeah, just yeah. pick around them. Um, but then you would think that if he completely didn't care about her, he wouldn't even meet her in that and have that restaurant scene, which was so... Mm-hmm. horribly awesome mm-hmm. where he's like I, I can't you know this is what would happen with our relationship and I've got oh to God. focus on drumming so drumming's awkward. the most important thing <laughs> da, 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 da. yeah so and even though part of me went wow he's just a little jackass mm-hmm. the same time I went but he had the conversation to her face yeah <laughs> and right. crushed her in person uh, unless I was him bullying who knows and then I, even in that <laughs> last phone call when she said something about her boyfriend yes. the look on his face it just kind of went blank yeah, yeah he was yeah. crushed all of a sudden like I can't believe she she found somebody else. Yeah, she wasn't just pining away for me, right. waiting yeah. for me. So there's stuff to not like about Neiman. He's not uh, your He's typical not typical human. hero. Right. I know people who won't see this movie just because of the bullying aspect. 
which is a shame because I try yeah. to tell them there's so much going on in this movie. Don't base it on a, a bald man who looks like a turtle yelling at <laughs> <laughs> at a 19 year old kid. Turtle. Uh, because it's not it's it's about so much more. Is bullying a, a factor in it? Sure, but there's so it's much like more character. going on. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it's its own character. It's not. And he's very upfront. Like he he really does. Very few times do characters come out and say, "This is what I want," and he does. Mm-hmm. And Neiman does yeah. earlier in the movie too. Not that they're super complex things that they want, but they're uh, they're very upfront with what their objectives are in the movie. I was one. So during the scene when he was talking about. Am I too fast or am I too slow? You know, talking about the tempo. Do you think he was being serious or was he just picking on him? Like, did he really know he was too fast that one I time? I think it was a little slow? bit of both. Or was he just trying to prove a point that and make him kind of get in his own head? I well, that thought he was being a douche uh, and <laughs> yeah. showing him his place yeah. on the first day of, of stuff. But also, if you listen to him, pl- or I've watched it too many times, if you listen to him playing... He's, he's, he's rushing. rushing. Yeah, yeah. He he's rushing. I don't even is. know music. Yes. And he is he's rushing, rushing a little bit. Because he's nervous. I mean, I, well, I think he, he's, he's, he's yeah. you know, he's a freshman. He's, uh, you know, he has not gone through the whole uh, full out process of, of gaining all the knowledge. And half the knowledge is understanding that you're confident. And I think that's what this movie talks about is being confident in who you are and what you're doing. And all great artists are confident in it, you know, and they know what they want and they're going to go after it and they're not going to let somebody get in their way. And I think that's interesting because when you get to the end of the movie, that's what we see happen. He steps up in this little, almost like you get goosebumps because he's like, you know what? You're trying to set me out and show me up. I'm going to, I'm going to turn it around on you. I'm going to, I'm going to throw something out there. And and now, now if I go out bad, and this is what I always tell, you know, young artists that trying to come up and, and be something, don't be afraid to step up and do something and say, you know what? I'm going to get out there and step out on that ledge and I'm going to bang the drums out of it, which is literally what happens here. And, and be successful in what you're wanting because it's all about your goals and what you want to do. Um, too many times we are not confident enough in what we want and we skip those things. And I think that's what happens in this film. As you see this character, he's developing, he's getting more confident, he's becoming... See, even that, we're getting phone calls about it. So we, you can always, you know, <laughs> chime in to us later if you would like. But it's uh, weather alert. Uh, it's a weather alert. Okay, great. So It's drizzling. Oh, uh, great. So you know. But that factor, you know, is there. And, this, and the story kind of develops into it. Plus, and I think at that point in the movie, he's got to know nobody gives somebody this much shit if they don't think he has some of the talent. Right. We saw how Elmer Fudd... I can't remember his, the character's name. Mm-hmm. Besides that, how Elmer Fudd is—he wasn't even flat. No, and he but was he kicked out. But he didn't know and, the difference. Yeah. That's and just And what as about bad. the guy who was? Yeah. Nothing happened to that, that guy. That was the point that Fletcher was making. But what about that guy? Well, that's He's a great random. thing. This is a movie, and uh, you know, <laughs> it's Look, not I want, real. I guys, want that guy really out of the band. That guy's out. All right, it's so, done. Talking about the ending, what do you think Fletcher meant to do by setting him up not knowing that song? Do you think he meant to? Oh no, I think he meant to fuck him. Oh yeah, I, I've pretty. Fuck it felt like he. Yeah. Meant, I don't think he I expected think so to come like to go off with his dad and hand him his jacket and then come back storming out. Um, I so also there think is, he was kind of ready for the possibility that he would overcome it. Though. I think he was fine either way. I think he wanted to mess with him, but he also I think he was, a was testing him too. Like well, there's a, a lot of psychology surprised. in this movie, and there's yeah. a lot of play of like how the psychology you know develops in between these characters, as well as 
why they're pushing themselves, you know, and like, and, and he's trying to get the most out of him. He wants him to be the best. You can tell. Uh, and like you said, he, he doesn't, you know, no one's going to get that much grief and that much, uh, you know, pressure on someone if they don't care about him. Right. You know, and especially his psychology, you know, he's a type A, Fletcher is, personality. He wants to be the best. He's wanting his people to be the best. He doesn't want to lose. He wants to always win, you know, and win at all stakes. So with that, he's going to try to push everybody to be the best. Now, does that have some downfalls? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Like symbols flying through the air. Yeah. For chairs, <laughs> folding chairs. I mean, you brought it up earlier, the Bobby Knight. Like, it, this almost is a sports movie just with music. It really of, is. Like, everybody's totally. had a coach that was hard on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, I, I ran maybe a lot not of laps. That hard. Yeah. Like, that's maybe yeah, a little well, bit harder. Yeah. I ran a lot of laps <laughs> in Greenfield <laughs> Field because, you know, I made one little mistake and, you know, my dad was that, you know, perfectionist. And that's the same thing. And I related to this film from that standpoint. It, it was like watching myself, mm-hmm. you know, be there. And I think, you know, from that standpoint, you get this anxiety that's inside of you. And, you know, I, I watched this for the first time with my wife and she was standing up, tapping her feet. She couldn't even, she had to stand up toward the ending. And, and that's the intensity of this. It's almost like the drum is beating and so is your heart and your, and as you're watching it. And I think it's a movie that's a lot of people haven't seen, but it's definitely something people should go back to and watch. People, yeah. I, I want people to see this movie because it's so, I think it's an important movie. To see, and once again, and I always love the indies, and even though it's, what did you say, three point something million, it's still, that's indie nowadays, yeah. sadly. Right. Indie it, used to be under a mill. It was made for 3.3 3, uh, million, right. and uh, the opening weekend, I think they only had $135,000, uh, but it's gross to this point, $48,982. Now, for those of you who are new at this, which looks like it might be everybody except Cal, tonight could change your life. The folks out there make a phone call. You could be a Blue Note signee, an EMC client, a Lincoln Center core. On the other hand, if you drop the ball, you might be looking for a new line of work because the other thing about these cats is they never forget. So we're talking about the ending, and Squeaker is wondering if... uh, Well, say it again. Say what you just said. Yeah, so when he gave him that wrong song, or didn't give him the song, Mm -hmm. was he setting him up to fail, or was he setting him up to kind of like overcome... Yeah, is and, he going to rise? Become to this that guy that he wanted him to be. I think he was fucking him over. I really. thought. I thought for yeah. he was literally. You're, you're, here you are. You're, you dig out of this one, buddy. Yeah, because he know, comes over and he says, "Oh to my him, god, I knew it was you." Yeah, I knew it. was Oh you. my god. Yeah. But, as I, well as he also said that this will make you or break you. You know, some of you guys are going to get picked yes, up to go work yes. on some of these other great places, and they also never forget anything. So he right, set him up to right. to crash, and right. I, he and was would okay you and, with him succeeding? Like I, yes, oh, but I was, think yeah. what the way I take it and why it's even more special is I think even Fletcher's surprised that um, yeah. Neiman mans up, pulls his testicles up, and and comes and, back and out on stage and just starts playing. So. And at first, surprised. And first, yeah. well, yeah, at first he's kind of like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, mm-hmm. and then when he's the kid's playing good, and I think it's slowly we get to see him 
Well, and but, Neiman wow. takes control. He definitely he picks up the, the symbols that have fallen over and screws them back up, and he's just nodding. You can and, and see where Neiman there. takes yeah. control, and yes. he says, I'll cue you, you in. Yep. But before that, it was funny when he got a little too close and he hit the symbol into uh, Fletcher's face. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I, like, I love that scene. Yeah, a nice little <laughs> But he does. It's, yeah. it, Neiman finally becomes the the musician that he can become. And I just wanted to mention the Paul Reiser thing that you knew exactly what I was talking about. It's not a father and son movie, although they have an interesting relationship. But uh, the last shot we see of Paul Reiser, his dad is through the little window watching him. And there's just this look of amazement. It's be- it's not even pride. It's just this amazement like, yeah. holy shit. Like, yeah. like uh, true awe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was great. And I'm like, wow, that is really the last time we see him. It's not about the father. It's not about his feelings. It's about these two characters who are dependent on each other in this antagonistic way to meet their goals. So Yeah, they're certainly feeding off of each other. Oh, God. That's why I don't know if it's parasitic is the right thing because they're all kind of feeding off of each other. Is symbiotic? Uh, That's not the right thing either. No. Do you ever think of where they went from here? Like, does... Does Neiman go on to become this? He does. Well, the the funny thing is, Damon Chazelle says, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. he does. Because some people, I didn't think it was an ambiguous ending. There's some movies that are the end of Inception. Yeah, you don't have the top four. I don't know if it's really now. Uh, (laughs) uh, This one, I didn't think there was any question. Neiman hit that mark. He is the next thing. And he would be the memorable one from that. And Fletcher... And Fletcher's the one who pulled it out of him. Um, I he almost doesn't need to teach anymore. Yeah, which is good because yeah. he's fired. <laughs> yes, he has no job. To yeah, he go doesn't back have to. a job. He'll have to go teach someplace else. Go play that else piano now. in that bar, buddy. Yeah. Yes, which um, he played like really well, life. very well. <laughs> and um, I think J.K. Simmons comes from a. I think he has a music degree. Wow. And his parents were musicians. What doesn't he do? I know. He's magical. I don't know. Won 47 awards just for this one role. So obviously some people besides us agree on this. Do you have any more questions about the ending or anything that's stuck in your crawl? Because Patrick will be glad to, you know, explain them for you. Because, yes, I was there. Yeah. He was Davis there. He knows He really likes to email me. Yeah. And yeah. How and, should um, I end La La Land? Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck him. Don't let him get together. <laughs> that's what everybody wants. But you're making really good. Squeaker's got some good points here. I, I think we have a, a great squeaker here. Um, yeah. You know, let's talk about, there's something we didn't talk about, you know, in the Austin Stowell uh, character, mm-hmm. you know, his character, actually, I worked with him on this uh, little- so Connolly in this, the, yes. uh, or as the they extra... call Johnny Utah, or <laughs> Flanagan, yeah. right. or whatever, the, the fucking leprechaun. It, it, you know, he um, he, he brings a, a, an interesting thing to the table, too, because it was like this combination of who's going to step up and who's going to bring it. And that ties back into the ending of, like- is something going to happen? Is he going to jump into the table? Is he going to be the guy that steps in? You know, what's going to happen here? Um, they, the ending is so great because you have this feeling that there's a, a, a simplicity happening here. It's like it's almost the roles are reversing a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're getting that combination going on there. But then there's also that, all right, I'm once again, I'm back in control. You know, J.K. Simmons steps up and is like, you know, you know, follow me, my tempo, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah. So something that I want to bring up about Connolly, the first time we see him is kind of through Neiman's eyes. Uh, Connolly's making out with his girlfriend and kind of, I say, I guess, kissing her goodbye before 
going into the the studio thing, and you see Neiman's face so focused it on it, at him, yeah. like you know. And now, of course, we feel that he probably oh, I, that's something I should have as a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, maybe that makes doesn't... me a better musician, and that's maybe that was his thought process. Well, I mean, we find out he does not think Conley's a very good. <laughs> oh, that shit! Yeah, I, I think it's it's funny that he becomes Mister Shy Guy and won't look people in the eyes to go that shit right to the guy's face. <laughs> He's got balls. Yes, he does. Neiman. He does. So let's talk about like next week. You know uh, what we're going to be coming out, or actually, it won't be next week. It might be yeah. Couple of weeks, who knows? Next, Could podcast. Be two weeks. Next, next podcast. podcast coming up on our next podcast. So coming up. we've come up with this great little formula that we've got, and uh, what was the film we chose for that? Boogie Nights. Oh my goodness, Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights. Oh, That's one of my favorites. That's probably my top. Squeaker five. is very. I'm sorry, related. Squeaker, but you can only get very. one guest right. appearance. I mean, uh, <laughs> so oh man, he's wait, gonna have to hold just up. Just think signs. of me while you while you're talking about there it. You go. <laughs> I do love that movie. Yeah, so that'll be a fun one for us to be discussing, and uh, I can't wait till we watch one that I just hate. I know. Yeah, me too. I could yeah. be so excited. Yeah, and you know what? I think something might be interesting is that we have all you listeners start hitting us up. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. drop us some little uh, message. Uh, go to adultbeverage.org and uh, send us suggestions adult of your m- podcast. Isn't it? Or is it adultbeverage.org? No, adultbeverage.org is the website, but. iTunes. But if you go to iTunes or any of those other places, just type in Adult Beverage Podcast. Don't suggest any Michael Bay movies. No. No, Please, we'll keep those. But we'll take anything and (laughs) maybe we'll pick one out of the hat and uh, choose it. So if you'll give us some good ideas. Yeah, send in your ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that'd be fun. But we've enjoyed this, and this has been a fun time uh, hanging out with you guys and listening to us. And, yeah, uh, thanks for joining go us. Go rewatch Whiplash now. Yes, and I, watch I told you, Nights. I didn't like it the first time I watched it, but then I watched it again and kind of changed everything. So mm-hmm. That happens to me with uh, I saw there's a movie called Ravenous, which made my list. Oh, yeah. First time yeah. I saw it, hated it because I didn't know how to process it. I loved it. For the and first then time. Oh, the second so time I saw it was on like up all night or one of those shows. It's like <laughs> one in the morning. I'm like, all crunchy and tired. No one, this is the fucking best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I totally get it now. <laughs> I just needed Rhonda Shear to guide me. I needed, <laughs> just I needed commercials. <laughs> commercials is a good, it gives you a good time to think about Yeah, things. you can get a snack and go pee. And yeah, go get an adult good. beverage. Exactly. Yeah, adult nice. Beverage. You go, Squeaker. I think I was adult beveraged out when I saw Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've been whiplashed right on out of here with our whiplash cocktails that we had here tonight. Yeah, and uh, nets and popcorn. So, uh, so check back in with us, and uh, thank you again for uh, joining us. Bye. 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 Double time swing. Thank you for listening to Adult Beverage Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsors, Bricks Wood Fired Pizza, where they bring people together. Be sure to visit adultbeverage.org on the web to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our new fantastic bonus content. You have just listened to the Adult Beverage Podcast with your host, Patrick, Laura, and Kent. Love this episode of Adult Beverage Podcast? Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you might listen to your podcast to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. That's this week's episode of the Adult Beverage Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.